We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, 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 guys. Welcome back and happy Monday, which means happy Hot Messy Topics Day. All right, guys, well, we're back to talk about some hot, messy topics from New Jersey to Beverly Hills to Potomac and so much more. In the meantime, though, we just confirmed with Emily D. Baker that we will be going live tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. The reason that we're doing this is tomorrow is the official day that the Chrisleys, Todd and Julie, will both be turning themselves into two separate prisons to serve a total of 19 years in prison behind bars. I could not even imagine. So she's going to break down what that day looks like, how they got here in the first place, and what the next 19 years of their lives look like. It's going to be an interesting one. Also, tomorrow, right after that, we are dropping our interview. This is tomorrow. And then we're dropping our interview with Jason Lee. Um, He's from Hollywood Unlocked. You guys might know him from Love & Hip Hop, but he now has a new show called The Jason Lee Show. And I will be posting that right after. If you want to hear it ahead of time, it is our new podcast drop for Hot Messy Podcast. With that, guys, if you haven't already, go ahead, smash that like button. If you're not subscribed, get subscribed. Don't forget to hit that notification bell. And let's welcome Jason. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. So Jason Lee actually revealed that his first guest on his show is going to be Cardi B. I, you'll have to see when we have our conversation, the way that he talks about some of these different artists who he's friends with. He's like, listen, Cardi B, I talk to her three to five times a day. Kanye West, I'm talking to Madonna right now. And I'm like, oh, just casually. Yeah, to be a to be a fly on the wall during one of those conversations. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, curious just out of curiosity how do you think this conversation with emily is going to go tomorrow you know i guess you know to start with the chrisleys and everything that they're going through right now i this is crazy yeah this is still crazy you know like part of me and i know people get on us all the time for like having sympathy for anyone but i kind of do like feel a little for them like this is a long time a long time behind bars and you know what's crazy is they have to serve at least 85%, right? Since it's federal prison. So that still means that he's looking at about 11 years behind bars. It's incredible. You know, watching, I was watching an interview with her and uh, Savannah, I believe she has a YouTube channel. And I was watching a little bit about that and, or a little bit of that interview. And it's just so heartbreaking to watch them talk about that. You know, I don't know too much about it. I've never watched the Chrisleys. The Chrisleys are on my radar right now because of everything going on. Right. So yeah. Right. I think it's going to be definitely, it's one of those things too, like you said, with getting sympathy or having sympathy for anyone. It's like, yes, I understand that they did the crime. So you have to pay the time. But then I think about their 10 year old adopted daughter. And then this is the shit that kind of annoys me is people will say to me, well, Adam, they should have thought about their kids. 
I get that. You don't have to tell me that 500 times. I understand that. But you know, a lot though, of times, a lot of people who make mistakes don't think about the consequences and the people that they're going to hurt when they're making the mistake. You know right. what I mean? So it's, listen. God, and the kids don't know the mistakes for nine times out of 10. I'm sure a 10 year old did not know the mistakes that her parents were making. So now she has to suffer the consequences. She has to go to school. Her, her family's already on national television. She's I'm sure going to get bullied. People are going to make fun of her because her parents are going to prison. Kids are jerks. Kids are little jerks when you're in school. Like, do you not remember? I mean, I used to get bullied all the time. So I'm just thinking about like, what a shitty situation for her, for their kids to be in. Agreed. Uh, especially especially 10-year-old Chloe. I think that that's absolutely sad. But with that, Jason, where do we start today's hot, messy topics? Well, I think we can lead in with that conversation to the Lisa Renna interview that she just gave Interview Magazine with Mel Audenberg. Um, I read this interview. Adam, what did you think about this interview? Because there is... Or there are a few things that she said that I actually kind of agree with when it comes to Lisa Renna in this interview. And there are a lot of things I'm like, hold on, hold the front door, (laughs) hold the front door. But what did you think about this interview? First of all, I thought that it was. What What are you going to say? Calculated? I mean, it's so calculated. It's so. It's yes, 1 million percent. For I I had this conversation. Who was I talking to the other day? I think I was talking to Norma. Um, I had this conversation, and I think it's crazy for anyone who's sitting here going to bat for Lisa Renna saying, you know, I. I believe that she walked away from the show. She walked away because of a $2 million contract war, all of this other shit. No, I don't think that there was $2 million on the table. Yes, I think that she was making over a million dollars in her eight-year time span. We knew that her contract and Erica Girardi's contracts were both coming to an end at the end of this past season. So it was up for renewal. Now, that's a conversation for both Lisa Renna and Bravo, all of the executives, to make that decision. However, when you have somebody like Ronald Richards, who's constantly in the Bravo Liberties business, which... You know, that's like the pot calling the kettle black, I guess. But when you have somebody like him who's out here revealing that she allegedly has mortgages worth more than her actual home, why would you walk away from a job that is paying you over a million dollars for six months? You're promoting the shit out of Rena Beauty. We always get your silly little parties where there's actually no product. Or never, never there's never product. product. There's never official product. Like even at the at the bubbly release, her Rena wines or whatever, there was like a tasting. It wasn't really a finished product. The lip kits really weren't there. It's it, crazy. It gives me a fashion show with no fashions. How dreadful. <laughs> like I, I just don't understand her coming on and saying, I decided what people don't know is I decided to walk away after the reunion. And I decided after this was the shittiest season of my life, you know, so I needed time for myself and I need to see what else is out there. Girl, goodbye. She also says nobody, she said, uh, nobody puts me on pause. She's taking a break. She doesn't want it to be referred to as a pause. Um, Something that I couldn't agree with her with. I'm going to start with this really quick because there were a few things. Um, She said something has gotten to the housewife universe because of what's going on in the world. And it's reflected in the way fans react to the world of housewives. And I think it's unhealthy and it wasn't working for me. It wasn't right for me. Okay. I agree with that. I do agree with that. But at the same time, she's like literally throwing fuel onto the fire with all the toxicity she's bringing to the show and all the shit she's bringing up. It's, it's crazy to go through this and and listen to it. Now she didn't, 
uh, say that she gives Kathy Hilton a lot of credit for showing up to the reunion because she could have run away like Lisa Vanderpump did. This is the same kind of verbiage that we've heard from Erica when she got caught in the parking garage in TMZ. And she's mm. saying, well, I have a lot of respect for Kathy Hilton for showing up. But Lisa Vanderpump's a coward. You know, it's like, okay. what? Yeah, sure. And yeah. then um, she says, I'm not like this in my real life. I don't have to react like that in my real life because I don't get this in my real life, which is interesting. Another thing I disagree with her on is she's referring to Sutton and Garcelle saying that they just need to be who they really are. They are that, but they just have to let go of the facade they created. But she said I have that to they're say, sharks in real life. Right. But all the interactions that we've had with Sutton and Garcelle through email, social, in person, completely tell a different story. However, I have heard that Lisa Renna in person, because we have a lot of mutual people who know each other and friends and stuff like that is a very has a very like calm demeanor and she's not as like piped up as she is on the show you know you know the reason that i believe that is because when we went to go meet jen shaw we were told a lot of horror stories and that wasn't the experience when we went to go meet kelly dodd we were told a lot of horror stories (laughs) and that was not the experience so i think that there are there, there's a certain caliber of housewife that understands the drama and what to bring to the show in order to put on just that, a good show for ratings. Right. I think some of them take it a little bit too far. But for her, especially, she's like, you know, in the era of housewives now, I think that what's going on in the world reflects on how the audience treats the housewives or reacts to the show. Okay, girl, you went on and you said that the people who are watching are hoes and pussies. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember that. I mean, the, you. she is actually doing what she says the fans are doing. You know what right. I mean? Like, this is, it doesn't make sense. I actually feel make sympathy make for people who get in social media wars. I think it's the most toxic thing ever. And I feel like that is, nine times out of 10, I feel like you have to be extremely lonely or in your feelings to to even engage in half of this shit. Yes. You know, I, I felt listening. silly when we did this with Chris and Candace. I even said to you, I'm like, I have to put my, I'm not going back and forth with two people that I've never met in my life. And thank, thankfully, we were, were able to squash it. But I said then, I'm like, I normally I don't engage. I engaged in this one. I will learn from this. But she now also, you're going to disengage. I, now I'm disengaging. But she also <laughs> claimed that she was the LeBron James of Housewives and you can't get rid of her. There's no show without her. So is the same <sighs> person who's tweeting this out the same person who's like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to walk away. No, no, no. Uh, what happened was, and it's clear as day, we can see this. Andy Cohen and the network decided to put her off to the side to see, okay, do we have a show without her? They weren't going to sever ties because they didn't know what season 13 is going to look like because we haven't even shot season 13. Right. If I had to guess, they're going to try making it work without Lisa Rinna because of all of the extreme fan backlash against her this past season, just like we had against Kelly Dodd when everyone boycotted the show. And when I post polls about Lisa Rinna on my channel, I I always say like, oh, if she's coming back, what are your thoughts? And fans are always reacting with, well, I guess Bravo's playing chicken with us because we will boycott the shit out of this show. So I think what they did was, oh, okay, let's see if the fans miss you. We're not going to announce that you were fired or anything like that. We're going to keep it pretty clean, especially with everything that they have going on with NeNe Leaks. We're going to keep this clean and maybe we'll revisit this in the future. So it's like the door is open, but as of right now, we're going to have to go our separate ways. I don't think it was Lisa Renna saying, 
Hmm. I'm going to walk away from a million dollar paycheck yeah. because. No, I don't think so. Rena Beauty is killing it. <laughs> I always forget the the businesses that she has. She did go on to say in the interview too, which I thought it was a, it was a fine interview. There's nothing really completely wrong with it, but um, she goes on to say that Bethany Frankel, Nene Leakes, these are amazing. These are goats. And then she did finish with um, Kelly Dodd being one of the goats of the Real Housewives. So I thought that was kind of interesting too, because Kelly Dodd is great TV. But like you said, it's not always what you get when you meet them in person. Because I remember walking into Kelly's house for the interview and I was like, ah, it was the first time I had been nervous meeting somebody. <laughs> so I mean, I also think too, what were your thoughts about her doing her first interview uh, with Interview Magazine? Um, I thought probably a magazine was probably the better way to go instead of, I think you said this, instead of like going the YouTube route or podcast or doing a TV thing. I think this was really probably what she needed to do because if she were to do, let's say like a TV thing or YouTube, I think it would have come off as, I don't know why I feel this way, but I think it would have come off as just a little loud, you know? Yeah. And I think she wanted to do something more where you could like kind of take it in. That's just my opinion. I also think it sets the precedent of where she's going now after Housewives because, yeah. listen, I, I don't believe that she quit on her own accord, but I do believe that she has a bright future after the show. Um, I believe she's coming back. And I, I think that she probably will be Tamara judged right back in. However, I feel like for her doing Interview Magazine, I completely agree with you agreeing with me in the sense that I don't think she should have done a podcast or a YouTube channel. I think that this is a very well-known magazine. And I think it's just like the launching pad for what's to come for her. She's like, oh, okay, I'm going yeah. to leave. I'm not doing People Mag. I'm not doing a fucking podcast. I'm not going on two T's in a pod. I am going to do this with Interview Magazine, which is... Sort of like a flex. So good for you, Lisa Renna. Good for you. Yeah, two T's in a pod doesn't need you. They're they're actually doing pretty good on the on the charts. Yes. What else? Did, I mean, I wanted to ask you about this too. She said that she feels like Lisa Vanderpump brainwashed her while she was on the show. Um, well, that's hypocritical to me because Lisa comes off as someone who makes decisions right away. She is someone who makes a decision and follows through. Lisa Renna, right? So right. I don't think I don't think Lisa Vanderpump has the capability of brainwashing Lisa Renna. That's just BS. You know? I found it to be extremely ridiculous as well. I felt like when she was saying that she's <laughs> like, you know, I, I feel like LVP brainwashed me and I didn't know the game and we would be on the phone all the time. And then finally I took a stand and I was like, no, no, ma'am. I'm like, you took a stand. Yes, you took a stand. Just Go like when you stood up and run. threw the glass against the, the table. She did talk about that Amsterdam moment with Kim Richards and, and how it was very real. Either. The feelings were very real. You thought that was put on? Well, she said that she felt like production got in Kim Richards' head and had her push Lisa Renna to the edge in order to get a reaction out of her and that she made up the whole Harry Hamlin thing. However, somebody just posted a clip of the Amsterdam situation and I rewatched it back. And when she said, you don't want me to talk about the husbands. And she's like, we all know what you don't want out there. And when she did, Lisa Renna just kind of looked at her like, are you really doing this? But Kim Richards said with conviction, we all know what you don't want out there. And in that moment, you would think if there was nothing to hide, you would have been like, what don't I want out to put it on the table? Go on. 
What don't I want out there? Mention it, it all. Mention, Mention it all. It all. She, she didn't do that, so I'm not buying it. I think it's another way to deflect away from the whole narrative of something potentially being a little quirky about Harry Hamlin. However, again, however is the word of the day, so take a fucking shot every time you hear it. But I don't... I do think that there's stuff that she protects. I think that's why she focuses so heavily on other people's storylines, and that's why she has deemed herself as the pot stirrer for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Because if she's busy stirring all of the other pots, then nobody's really getting in her business for two reasons. One, production's happy with her. So what are we going to say to Lisa? Show us more of your family. You're doing enough. You're getting the storylines going. And two, if she's willing to get in your business and she's willing to out this one for, you know, allegedly faking a disease in order to get attention, she's talking about this one's sobriety. She's having no sympathy for this one when she just lost her mother and her brother. She's outing this one for having an alleged affair behind her husband's back. If she's willing to go down this rabbit hole with all of these different cast members, it makes you dangerous because nobody knows Am I next? Are you going to come after me? So then people leave her alone. Yeah, no, it's true. I don't think this any, I think true. everyone is afraid and everyone has something to hide. And I think it's a small town. I, this is very true. Um, I do want to bring up another interview that happened last night that I actually really enjoyed. And I caught it last minute, not knowing what was going to happen. But Andy Cohen sat down with uh, Chris Wallace on CNN. Yes. And it was kind of an interesting conversation. You know, uh, Chris was talking, Chris Wallace was talking to Andy about how Housewives has become kind of like this pop culture, you know, icon. It's, 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 it's huge. And, and that Andy Cohen is almost the architect of this, you know, iconic franchise, you know, and then he goes on to remind people, because this is what I always like to remind people when we talk about Andy Cohen and everybody was like, well, he's not in charge and, you know, he needs to be fired or move over. Someone else needs to do the reunion. Watch what happens live sucks. In honesty, like watch what happens live can be fun. I laugh a lot at that. And he is still the executive producer of all 11 franchises, right? Right. He's got his radio Andy shows, um, like Chris Wallace was mentioning, and he's got things in the works. So it was interesting to hear Andy kind of defend i mean first of all chris wallace doesn't know a damn thing about housewives and that was very apparent yes. <laughs> when interviewing him and nor I mean, should he did he. say that he watched new york but yeah but uh andy cohen got a little defensive with some of the stuff but i thought it was actually a really good interview if you have the opportunity uh, you really kind of see where where he's coming from he always talks he also talks about the new year's thing as well he also was asked Chris Wallace asked him, um, are you embarrassed by what you do? I'm sitting here thinking there's over 10 Housewives franchises. He is the EP of all of them. Um, there's Below Deck, there's Southern Charm, there's Southern Hospitality, there's Summer House, there's Winter House, there's Vanderpump Rules, there's Peacock. Well, also, I'm thinking, Chris Wallace, do you pay attention to the A-list celebrities who watch these so shows? Jennifer Lawrence is a huge fan. Rihanna. Anthony Hopkins. Nicki Minaj. Rihanna. I mean... People Jennifer are so Lawrence. involved and invested in these shows, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, even talking to Evan Real, who did our podcast, uh, what, a couple months ago yeah. from Page Six, he's one of the senior editors of Page Six. He's saying that the Housewife News is kind of like the driving force behind Page Six. It yeah. takes priority, it takes precedence over the Royals or over the A list, you know, gossip. They give us something to talk about. So I don't think it's embarrassing. <laughs> what he I think does. that's a stupid question, <laughs> Chris Wallace, with your low-rated show. Like, I, it, oh, 
Well, I mean, saying, he did move from okay. Fox thinking it would make a difference on CNN. I, I'm not a huge right. Chris Wallace fan. There are other people who, He's boring. who I think interview better and ask better questions. But I mean, it was yeah. one of those. It reminded me of one of those freaking those document. It reminded me who oh, shit. Mrs. Doubtfire. Do you remember um, when Robin Williams was playing with the dinosaurs and he ended up landing the job because the other yeah. guy was so boring and he's like, all right, guys, we have a <laughs> Tyrannosaurus. Wow. Like, and he has the really what awful brown suit. It just looks like it looks like we're dated like 50 years ago. That is what Chris Wallace gives me when he's asking, do you think that Harry and Meghan are a bore? I'm like, no, girl, we think you're a bore. We think this interview is a bore. Thank God Andy Cohen's in the other seat. Do with with Andy Cohen. Is that one of the questions you want us to know from him? There are so well, many questions to ask. He we recently about had Megan on his um on his pod or on his radio show. So uh, I think yeah. that's why he was asked about I it. I mean, every I mean, come on. At, at this time, I think we're all over Harry and Megan. I mean, yes, yes, I agree with that. But also, I'm sitting here like when I'm listening to the interview, I just. I don't know. When I was Googling the interview this morning and I saw where they were slamming Chris Wallace for having such low ratings on his new show, I, I thought in my head, I'm like, this is not the most surprising situation. I'm sure he had an amazing, incredible career, but he just does come off very dated in his delivery. And I, I think thought they, the they've that- always tried to find a replacement for Larry King too, right? You you had Piers Morgan for a little bit. And then I think Chris Wallace is coming in. I, I just, he, it doesn't do it for me. He should have stayed at Fox. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Chris yeah. Wallace, but sorry. <laughs> Until next time. All right, Until Jason, what do we have next on the rap sheet? Ooh, on the rap sheet, I think, you know what? I don't know much about this, so I would love for you to fill me in on what is happening with Melissa Gorga. Oh, okay, guys. So Melissa Gorga, um, the Real Housewives of New Jersey, there is a lot of drama going on. Don't forget to smash that like button, but we have a lot of drama going on behind the scenes of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Now, it's not necessarily from the cast. It's more so from people who were friends of. Um, we had Caroline Razio, who was on last season, who she kept claiming that, you know, I can't wait. And in her bio, it was hashtag R-H-O-N-J, and you guys are going to see me. And the cast started clapping back at her saying, really? Because we don't remember you filming at all. She filmed like <laughs> two or three scenes, and I guess they picked Tracy Lynn Johnson over her, the one who was married to Tiki Barber. And then her ass got outsted demoted to a friend of after they promised her full-time housewife role. And then she went to the reunion and they completely cut her off the couch and she filmed on the couch. Waste of time. She didn't get paid. Not Jack because she wasn't featured in any episodes. Now, moving forward, we have a few of Melissa's ex-best friends who are now out here slamming her. One of them would be Caroline Razio. And she said, listen, I feel bad for you. Actually, I'm going to bring it up verbatim what she said. She was like, I feel bad for you because i know that your husband hits you what hold on she said those are some accusations i know i know she said yeah okay melissa it's due to your lying fake ass character that needs to be exposed you've been lying for years with like 500 s's on the end of years let's talk about unhappy homes hmm do you want to talk about the domestic abuse in your home he smacked you in public in a club because you were flirting Sad. And I do feel bad for you because no one should ever be put through that. But you need to stop putting on the facade. You should have been nicer when we filmed. You know exactly what I mean. You disregard me as if I don't exist because you know I know a lot. You should learn humility. That's a good lesson for you. 
I mean, okay, first of all, if someone smacked you in a club, don't you think we'd hear about that? <laughs> like, That's what I said. Sooner. I like, and it's it's so funny to me. Like, who has friends like this? Because so many friends come out of the woodworks when, especially when you're on these shows, right? All these friends come out of the woodworks. They have things to say. Obviously, they weren't great friends, and that's why they're ex-friends, but it just seems desperate. It screams desperate. And it seems like, first of all, if she gets smacked down in a club because she was allegedly flirting with someone, there's going to be a breakout fight because we're talking about Jersey men, right? We're talking about big personalities, fiery personalities, and where's Krista Marie Miller? Because she will let us know. (laughs) And then on top of that, we're in the day and age of like, Right. Everyone films. Right. If you catch Lenny Hochstein in the club, right? Did you hear that, Lisa Renna? You could have avoided the whole Aspen thing had you pulled out your phone. I know. She even said in the interview, she's like, when somebody's having a breakdown, you don't think to turn on your voice memos and lit. Girl, like, you know you do. <laughs> you yes, know you do. do. Yes, you do. Especially Lisa Renna would think to pull out her phone so she has some kind of receipt, some kind of evidence. She knows how this works. Give but yeah, getting back break. to this, getting back to the Melissa thing, it's like. This I don't buy this at all. No, you know the only thing I no I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It comes off like someone who was bitter who tried to get on the show. They didn't make it on the show. They weren't interesting enough to be on the show. I don't know anything about Caroline Razio, but what I do think is this is just a desperate attempt to stay relevant. We've seen this in the past. We saw Margaret Josephs get burned last year by one of her friends who. She allegedly did wrong, but Margaret was like, I don't know what's wrong with this girl. She's all pissed off and shit because I tried to get her on the show. They didn't want you. So now you're sitting here trying to set fire to my home, which what the fuck is wrong with you? But this is this, isn't the only is this kind of the, the blueprint of housewives that they've laid out now that like when a friend is testing or or maybe they're interested in someone, they feel like they have to go like zero to 60 in like two seconds yeah. to get on the show. And Jersey is such a tight knit show to get on to the show. Even I feel like you really, really have to have a genuine, authentic relationship. This is one of the shows that just has always had that. You yeah. know, I don't. Yeah. And it's also too, it's like, it's very family driven. It's one of the few that's very family driven. And a lot of these women have known each other for a long time. That's why I'm curious to see what the dynamics are going to be like with our new girls, Rachel and Danielle. Yeah, but we will see. Me too. Well, Hold on, though. This isn't the only friend, ex-friend, who's coming out and slamming Melissa Gorga. Ready? There's more. There's more. Okay. Melissa Gorga's ex-BFF, her former best friend, exposed her alleged plot to get on The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, Melissa Gorga did clap back in her podcast, but the woman said this. Hold on. Let me just bring this up. As some of you may or may not remember me, I appeared on The Real Housewives of New Jersey as Melissa's friend. Unfortunately, the truth was totally hidden from everyone while Teresa was blamed. Okay. After the season aired, (laughs) I could have sold Melissa out, yet I chose not to. Many media outlets offered me money for information. Still, I remained silent and protected her. Girl, nobody offered you money. That is not the day and age we're at anymore. The only person who's collecting money now for tabloid-like shit because we have Dumois, we have All About the Real Housewives, we have social media, and we have leaks. The only person who really gets paid is if you're doing a cover page for, or a front cover for like People Magazine. Like Teresa Judice putting her Christmas, her first Christmas photos with Louie and the entire blended family on the front page of People Magazine. She's getting paid for that. Nobody came to you and offered you money for this information. So just really quick. 
Still, I remained silent and protected her. Not <laughs> buying this yet. This is ridiculous. If my goal really was to get on the show as a housewife, as she claimed in her recent podcast, which, which why else is? would you have filmed? Okay. I could have exposed her in her dirty ploy to have me write letters to Bravo so that they would cast her behind Teresa's back, which, of course, I didn't do. I could have attended several events that aired that she invited me to, but I am I declined because of the drama. We were truly like sisters. I was privy to many events and circumstances which I could have revealed who she really is and let her true colors show, but I never did. I stayed silent. She also said, Melissa claims I met with Teresa in an attempt to get on the show. That's a lie. It sounds like you're kissing Teresa's ass, though, here. I do want to say that. Yeah. Why is she still lying? After seeing the season 13 trailer, it seems like in true Melissa fashion, she's going to lie and try to throw Teresa under the bus, as she always has. This is just history repeating itself once again. I can't say that I'm surprised. Hmm. Okay. Curl by. Melissa, all I can say to you is pick your friends better because these ones suck. They suck and they're full of shit. <laughs> they're and they're like full of shit. So full of shit. <laughs> I mean, I would love to have a conversation with Melissa. Um, Melissa and Joe even met both of them at BravoCon super briefly. She probably doesn't even remember. It was like a quick high-bye sort of situation at the Gansabort. Um, I actually bonded more with Paul and Dolores, who were hmm. absolutely incredible. By the way, um, we're sending Paul's mother all of the healing vibes right now. Um, Dolores and Paul have been going through it. So we know they're getting ready for season 13 to premiere, which is always a hard time for any housewife. If you're an actual housewife, not a clout chasing friend of who never made it to a friend of who's now <laughs> going on social media in order to rip somebody else's home down, which I don't necessarily understand. It just goes to show hurt people, hurt people and hurt people try to break down happy homes. That's all. And desperate ex-friends want to be on a TV show. Desperate, like desperate. desperate isn't even the word. This is just like what's what worse than doing? desperate because that's pretty bad. But what's you, worse than desperate? Pathetic. Uh, okay, this I mean looks, that's it. Looks no, pathetic. but like that, that that yearn to 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 want something. It's um, envy. Oh, that yeah. goes well with with uh, yeah. Melissa. There we go. <laughs> this is envy by Melissa Gorga. Yes, yes. it's envy for <laughs> Melissa Gorga. Listen, thirsty. You Thank you, Rhonda. Thirsty. You, Thirsty. Okay. Quint, you can't you can't quint. take anything away quint. from Melissa in the fact that she just posted um I want to see if I can bring this up really quick. She just posted a few photos. I could see where people let's just kind of recap what's going on in her life really quick. We know that she and her husband Joe, they just finished their new home. This is she's showcasing her master bedroom. Um you can see how beautiful That's everything sweet. is. Absolutely. Ooh, I love I love the clean look. I love this. this oh nice. my gosh. It's I didn't it's see this. Beautiful. Yeah. You can kind of see here. Let me see if I can. You can see it here where they're showcasing all of it. Um, she's thanking Avenue Lighting and other people because I'm sure they got some of this for either a discount or for free in order to showcase it on the show and also their social media. But what I'm trying to get at here is they have a beautiful family, a healthy family, a beautiful life. A lot of money coming in. They're a both great interior on the show. designer. Great interior designer. They're both on the show. There is a lot to be envious of. So I could see why she would have friends coming out of the woodworks trying to kind of tear her down. I could see that. It makes yeah. sense to me. Ah, Lord. Lord have mercy. I mean, we, when do we get uh, Jersey in a few weeks, right? 
I'm so excited yeah, for that. I believe this it's on one I really February seventh. Wait, isn't that Vanderpump Rules too? Um, I think Vanderpump Rules is on February sixth, if I'm not mistaken. But oh, yeah, well, that'll be see. a week. Yeah, February yeah, February seventh. It premieres on Tuesday. I think Vanderpump Rules is on Monday, but I'm not sure. I'm excited for all of it though. These are the best days of our lives. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anna said, why would you want to be on New Jersey, though? It's a really pathetic franchise. But it's really not. It's a great franchise. And the family dynamics make it even better. You know, I am excited to see, by the way, um, Caroline. Caroline Manzo. Go on Ultimate, on Ultimate Girls, Girls Trip. Trip. Yeah. Yes. By the way... Did you see that? Um, let me see if I can bring this up too. Did you see what Brandy said? Uh, to who? Alex McCord? Yes. Okay, yeah, you have to bring this up. This is actually really funny. Can you bring Do you have up? them? Do I have them? Yeah. No, but apparently Alex McCord went on her um, oh, Instagram. It. and Oh, you got it? And yeah, she's going you on Christian Grey Snow. Yes. Yes. And she's love, going on her Instagram and she's asking people to comment about the different housewives so she knows what she's kind of getting into. It's really it's really funny. But um Brandy's clapback was really funny. Yeah. So Alex McCord says calling all housewife stands. I'm heading off to Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. A bit blind since I've been away for 12 years, so I'm asking for your advice on these fabulous ladies in alphabetical order. Over the next week, today's Brandy Glanville. What are your favorite Brandy moments? Uh, Brandy claps back on Twitter. <laughs> this bitch ever here of YouTube. <laughs> I hope this post got her a few new followers. That's funny. I mean, like, I'm sure Alex in some way, shape, or form has stayed kind of fluent in Housewives, no? No. I think she's always been clueless. Yep. I, <laughs> okay. I think that she was just a really <laughs> annoying housewife. Um you know, she I don't was. understand. So was Simon, though. I, they were both annoying as hell. Simon was god. I, I thought Simon should have had a, t- a tagline. Simon should have had Simon Van Kempen or whatever in the the Brooklyn house that was completely ripped to shreds. And then it was the oh well, darling. And we're going to we only do the most social events on the Upper East Side, but then we commute over to Brooklyn. And <laughs> are those Lou Bottons? No, they're Louis Vuittons, bitch. What are you talking about? But you know what I mean? It was always such a facade. Brandy is going to eat her ass alive, and I cannot wait for it. I even thought it was funny what Christian Grace Snow said. By the way, met Christian also at BravoCon. Super, super nice guy. Really nice, okay. yeah. Did you meet him? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, so I know I said I wanted Vicky and Brandy to terrorize the other woman, but women, but maybe I take it back. LMAO. The ladies haven't even left for their cast trip yet, and Brandy is already talking shit. They better be nice to Alex. <laughs> I feel bad for her already. Them hives gonna be out in full force, I fear. Oh, she yeah. doesn't stand a chance. She stands she, no chances. No chance in hell. Not Good happening. luck, Alex. Have fun. I mean... In Marrakesh. <laughs> first of all, it's just a rookie move. To go on and be like, guys, I want to know, you know, who this is the Wait, same. Can you bring that, that back Noelle... up really quick? Did she make that shit in Canva too? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Alex I mean... went on Canva and made this so that she could post it. Did she? Yeah, of course. Because I recognize that font anywhere, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah she this did. is so Canva. This is like one of the little templates you choose on the side. And then she like wrote it up in here. So she put work into this. 
That's this funny. is this screams pathetic. And why I say it screams pathetic <laughs> is because when we have new housewives who come on the show, this is the equivalent of the rookie mistakes that they make, and she should know better. Noella Bergner completely did her homework and figured out all of the ups and downs, the things going on behind the scenes of the Real Housewives of Orange County cast. She came in with preconceived ideas as to who these ladies actually were before ever filming with them. And it came back to bite them in the ass because the whole idea behind putting all of these women together on a trip is to get to know them, form your own opinions, create your own experiences and memories, your own conflict and resolution. And try to get back on the show that you are not on. Yeah, trying to get back on a show that you're not on. It's not to come in and be like, okay, guys, what's the tea? What's the dirt? Like Brandy said, have you heard of YouTube, girl? Just go look up Brandy's most iconic moments. Then You, you don't even need to go on YouTube. It's in your social media. It's all over Twitter. It's all over Instagram, which you're posting on. It's on TikTok. It's everywhere. If you want to know something about someone, you just type in their name. You don't yeah, have to ask then, people's opinions. You can just, just Google it and then click name. on the news tab. Oh, I and forgot then, about Google, the biggest yeah. search engine in the world. Yeah. And if you have one of these crazy things called an iPhone or an Android or whatever, now they're around a grand. They're really freaking You don't smart. even have to type. You can just ask. Yeah. This bitch listens to everything. Watch. Yeah. Hey, Siri. Who is Brandy Glanville? Oh, wow. Right there. Oh, see? Wow. That's so crazy. Oh, my God. Does I Alex never... McCord still have a flip phone? No, because she made that on Canva and she posted it on Instagram. So she definitely does not still have a flip phone. Mm. that's good yeah okay anyways <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry good luck it's just good luck Alex. me up Have should we move fun. on to real housewives of potomac yes let's move on to real housewives of potomac yes. because you're roasting these ladies too much today and i can't have it uh, okay all right but listen listen really quickly i made a mistake in the poll because i put up this poll because i was just curious and it's in the live chat if you guys want to go vote really quick i'm going to close it but it says, who would you want to come back for Real Housewives of Potomac season nine? I meant season eight. Like, just based on what we're seeing. You know, we have Cherise trying to, like, make her thing, like, happen again. It's not really working this season. But I'm really intrigued with Jacqueline. And I think if we would keep Mia next season, we should really have Jacqueline, too. I think we should just get rid of both of them. <laughs> I feel like I'm on fire today. Okay. I'm Quick just decisions like, from Adam. Executive decisions. Yes. I'm getting in boss bitch mode this week. Okay. Listen, uh, God, this this episode was was weird because we have the continuation, of course, the Sharice and Karen stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm really trying to figure out what the hell is happening here. Like, does Sharice does Sharice know something about Karen? I don't believe the alcoholic thing. I don't. I do. Do you? Yes, and this is why. What makes um, you say that? I'm really curious. Because I think that it's people have moments where they fall off of, you know, they you stumble through life. Things happen. Um, it could have been an empty nest syndrome sort of situation where her kids were going off. We have a friend who one of her parents um, just recently also had to go to rehab and she, if you look at her on the outside end, she lives in a big mansion. She has a beautiful life. She, they're very successful. They own their own businesses. You would think that they were the happiest people ever. And you never know how someone's suffering. It's back to the Twitch from, but you know, when the did DJ. we hear about this? Have we ever heard about this though from Karen? No, but my I don't thing believe with, she went to rehab. My thing Wait, with where Karen was that is, ever? When was that? See, I think that Sharice is too smart to throw random stuff against the wall. 
um, that she can't prove. But also, well, you can't call a rehab and ask for somebody's records anyways. But my thing is, is Karen, for the past few seasons, has vowed to not drink around these ladies after she was at Monique's house and she said a little bit too much. So then she was drinking milk around the ladies. She was drinking water. She was not drinking around the ladies for a couple seasons now. And every once in a while, you'll catch her having like a glass of champagne or something, but you don't see her heavily drinking. She really focuses on not doing that around these women. So that is sort of an indicator, but also Sharice is definitely sitting on a lot of information right now. I don't know what it is. They're alluding to the fact that Karen was a cheater, that Karen was an alcoholic. Karen went to rehab. I don't understand Sharice's hard on for Karen, but it's also very, very pushed and encouraged by Giselle Bryant. Giselle is the quintessential housewife who is going to play puppet master. She's going to let all of you dummies do her work and she's going to sit back and be like, I didn't see this coming. And it's like, girl, you did. Sharice has, I mean, we were talking about this earlier a little bit of envy because the grand dame is the grand dame and Sharice apparently put the cast together you know as she she said thank on you, carlos, carlos king's show yeah it, it, thank you but who cares because the cast you put together is no longer here like <laughs> you know not all of them are here except robin dixon did you put that together why <laughs> that's all yeah, well, i have to ask robin dixon ashley darby karen huger giselle Okay, well, Karen. There's, there's. Apparently, Karen when she was telling Therese that it she didn't get her. Right. Karen got on the show by herself, but then right. Therese so says because you, you had a seat people. at my table and someone noticed you. Well, then that means she got on the show by herself. You know exactly. And you had that means that you brought on three people who were still on the show. Mia, you didn't bring on. Candace Diller Bassett, you didn't bring on. Obviously, Jacqueline, you never brought on. Monique Samuels, you never brought on. Katie was a bust. You shouldn't have ever brought her on. Like you, I, my whole thing is, is like you're trying to, it's like Luann Deliceps telling Bethany Frankel, what is that? What is that cocktail? And she's like, it's like a margarita with no sugar. She's like, oh, it's like a skinny girl margarita. And she's like, oh yeah, I guess so. So then Bethany, ding, decided to turn this into a business. But what, does she owe you something for it? Like, Sharice, what do you want? And now that you're not getting what you want, you're coming in like a steamroller trying to take out the Grand Dame. And by the way, did we go back, did we go back in time, like, to high school, middle school? What the hell is this whole concept of the real queen of Potomac? Who the hell cares who the queen of Potomac? That's like saying you're the queen of Piedmont, North Dakota. Who cares? It's like saying you're homecoming queen. And this is not Sharice's homecoming for sure. I think that this season we're seeing enough from her and it's nice to kind of see Karen's feathers get a little bit ruffled. I think we needed to see that this season. I think it's great, but I don't think we need to see Sharice anymore. I'm like over her. And also, if you have something to say, stop dancing around it. They brought you back on. Now's your moment. You got off the last time because you weren't interesting enough. You weren't spilling the tea. You do this well, I'm Sharice and I need a bathroom and I have a champagne room and I put this group together. Okay, well, that's dated, it's old and you can't use those cards anymore. Those cards have been discarded in the pile. We are rotating the gambler person who does the roulette shit and we are in the (laughs) casino and now we are rotating tables. It's not your table anymore. You are having a seat at the Grand Dame's table. You are not the Queen of Potomac. If you were the Queen of Potomac, then you would be front and center. You're not even barely a friend of the show. This is no shade against Charisse, but I don't understand the hidden agenda and I feel like it was heavily fueled by Robin and Giselle. 
So instead of Giselle playing puppet master with Robin this season, she's like, oh, let's bring on Sharice. I'm just going to gas her up a little bit, tell her this was really your show. You did this, Sharice. You did that. You own that. They should be lucky because without you, there is none of this. And so you're getting her fueled up and then she's sitting across the table with this sort of ego. And then you're going against somebody like Karen Huger who has reads for days. And she's like, girl, nobody's been talking about you for a long time. For years. For years. Years. I I have to agree. That was a that was a a little um little solo you just had there. I mean, because it's just annoying. Like I feel like <laughs> it, I like even Mia and Jacqueline. Who cares? Um, Mia- so listen, I, I do have to say I love the way though that Jacqueline kind of intertwines with the group. I think that's great. But Mia puts on this facade, and we talked about this. I don't know, on a hot, messy topics a few weeks ago when we were covering the whole Miami thing where she walks into a room, she's like, hello, hi, everyone. You know, all that BS. And then Gordon walks into the office when she's sitting behind a computer with a candle lit, pretending she's like runs this big empire. You know what I mean? But she is so mean to so many people and she can't get along with anyone at this point, you know? So I think Jacqueline is actually Mia's saving grace this season because the whole fight between Wendy and her is going to go nowhere because Wendy is chewing you up right now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Right. And I thought that I I honestly kind of agreed with Dr. Wendy when I don't think that you should call anybody names, but when she's like, it was super, you were gutter. It was super gutter for you to toss a drink in my face. But it really just shows like, the thing is, is when you are arguing with someone and you are the first person to get in somebody's personal space or touch them, you lose. You automatically lose in the eyes of everyone. And then you feel ashamed because it's like, why did you, how did you get to that place? Like when Portia Williams dragged Kenya Moore off the reunion floor and she started crying and she's like, oh shit, what did I do? Mia made a mistake. But Dr. Wendy, she's pretty much here to let you know, I will verbally eviscerate you. And if you can't handle it, then go play with your friend who's not even your friend. So go play like with the when asked her, What's the definition of a of assault? And she said, when you unlawfully put your hands on somebody, and that's what, you know what I mean? Like, who are you talking to? You're talking to someone who obviously has more degrees than anyone sitting at the table. You're not going to win this battle. But I, yeah, no, uh, Mia's just kind of, mm. I think Mia can go. Mm. I think Mia I think can, she go. can go. I think that she should take her friend Jacqueline and the Porsche with them. I think that they both need to go. I'm calling for Sharice to be outstood. I think Robin needs to be demoted. I think that Giselle, Candace, Ashley Darby, and Karen are strong. And I think that we need someone new. I think we need two newbies who come in with Monique Samuels money, who come in with the not caring, not giving a damn. They need Monique Samuels money and they need Candace Siller Bassett's reads and a little bit of Giselle shadiness. Ashley Darby with the TikToks, I can be left alone with I that. love, okay, what I love in this episode too is like you have these ladies. I really like watching the dynamic of Candace and Ashley. I like how they can, they're problem solvers. They're both very smart. They're around the same age. They're very intelligent. Watching both of them talk about this conversation, 
you know, that because every Candace feels like every few steps we take forward with Ashley, you got to ruin it and eviscerate everything that we've, you know, basically started. But right. I like their conversation. All the women need to take take heed of this, you know? Yeah. It's, it was nice. What I cannot stand anymore, to be honest, is just any any talk about Robin's wedding or when she puts her, like her two cents in when it's not needed at all. I mean, Robin, though, that's another thing, Ever. too. It's like, you remember when we did the interview with DJ Richie Sky for the podcast? Yes. And he said that we she broke down up. Potomac. Huh? And we broke down Potomac. Yeah, we broke down Potomac. And remember, he said that she's like activated this year. She yes. weaves in and out of being activated and being a puppet. Like, I feel like Giselle has her hand right up her ass and she's playing puppet. And she's like controlling what she says. And now at this point, Giselle doesn't even have to put her hand up there because she can just sit back and she gives like a nod. It's like a trigger. It's like a, and Robin's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, like <laughs> she gets into it and she gets like, she's like, all right, Giselle, it's now, it's, it's my time. It's my time. You're going to let me off the leash. Let me off the leash. I got it. Tag me in, tag me in. And she like gets in there and she's like, Sharice, Karen, are you kidding me? And Giselle's like, that's right. That's right, Robin. Robin's activated. I don't know what happened to her. She's activated now, though. Well, like, she needs no. to deactivate any talk about her wedding. I'm so over hearing about this wedding that no one's invited to, that we don't know where and when it is, or we do know when, where it, when and where it is, but I'm not telling you. But we're leading us on, and we're leading production on, like, we're ever going to see a wedding that Juan doesn't really care about. Your kids, unless it's in Jamaica, don't want to go to it. Like, it's it's just annoying at this point. <laughs> it's so annoying at this point. I feel like we say this every week. It's like, we don't want to hear about your damn wedding. Just get married have it done with and then let's figure out where you sit in the show without this storyline of bride to be flying off your head the veil flying off your head or meeting with a bes bespoke tailor to talk about how you have to make some suits Jason, in two months yeah is there a screen on that window behind you no why because i'm gonna tell you where robin sits on the show you can open up that window Get your ass off that seat. Take that seat. Throw it out the window. It's locked. It's close locked. the window. And then leave that seat outside. That's where Robin's seat is on the show. It's outside. It's on the it's other outside. end. It's outside. Yeah. It's, it's not her on seat, the Real Housewives. Her seat is across from Giselle on the Reasonably Shady podcast. Yes. Go on with the Reasonably yeah. Shady podcast. Um, just get married already. Enough. I know. I feel enough. like... Enough. Robin, I'll tell you, I've been told that for like the last nine years and I finally did it. Now nobody's up my ass about just get married already. Now I just, I live my life and I don't have to talk about it. And it's great. And you should try this. Lee said, um, I like Robin. What the heck? I am so sorry. <laughs> I don't I know what to say. I want to say, yeah, okay. I can see how, um, I guess. Tea talk with Shaw. Well, damn. Damn is right. I don't understand why Robin doesn't want her parents at the wedding. Um, I don't understand Robin. I don't understand Robin. I don't even care at this point to understand because my thing is Elon Musk debunked everything that I hated about high school and school when we would have to go in and like write these stupid three to five page, 5,000 word essays and try to pitch something. And Elon Musk was like, if you can't get your point across in less than 60 seconds to me, then it's a dead concept. I don't have more than, I don't have 30 seconds to give you, right? And that's and where he stands wives. with people. This yes, is Housewives. This is I get it. 
you get an entire freaking season. You get six months of filming that's edited down, condensed, and then it's split between a group of women and 60 minutes plus commercials. Totally understand. Utilize your time. Because right now, if you're on Shark Tank, we're all out. I'm sorry, but we're out. For you, you're sitting here pitching us on the same damn thing, the same storyline, and then it's like we're either up Giselle's ass or we're getting married. We're constantly up Giselle's ass, but we're never actually getting married. What is going on? We're done. We don't care. It's dragged out. And I feel like Giselle likes to stay in the gutter a little bit. I feel like she has a lot more to offer and a lot more to talk about. You know what I mean? Do you feel that way? Yeah. I mean... Even with her diagnosis like- before going going on this trip, that's a great thing to be talking about. I love her dynamic with her family, with her children. You know, I feel like Giselle without Robin would be good. And we need that divide. I thought we were going to see a little green eye bed it split a little bit this season. Maybe it's still to come. But You were hopeful. Um, Robin needs that paycheck and Giselle needs a sidekick. I also saw Janelle. Elon Musk is not a good example. I apologize. (laughs) Um, Janelle said Robin needs that paycheck and Giselle needs a sidekick. You know what I think it is, is when people get into the whole, um, it's, it's like when you have a job, you're not the underachiever. You're not the overachiever. You get a list of shit to do. It comes on your desk and you do exactly what's asked for you because it just is what it is. You know, that's working for you. You get to keep your job. You're not really going above and beyond. That is where Robin sits. She sits in the, I'm not going above and beyond, but I know that this has worked for me in the past. I'm going to kind of write on these coattails and then I'll keep mentioning the wedding because that worked for the last six seasons. And after that, we're good. But then that's why it's, she just makes like a, she needs to be a friend of. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's what she is. She's a friend of with a tagline. That's what it is. A friend of with a tagline. So She's you don't want to talk about that Mia and Jacqueline are now done. Yeah. And they're not friends after 30 years. Yeah. I'm not talking about that because we're done with Mia, right? I mean, we're done with Mia. And Mia right now has to focus <laughs> on... Well, and you know, not... This isn't any disrespect, but Mia just put out a thing where she has to focus on... You know, she moved out of the mansion and she's moving back into her, I believe it's that same really pretty penthouse that she had. Yeah. Um, hold on. She put out a statement. Reverse, reverse. Yes, we moved. This was bittersweet as we anticipated living in the big house for at least three years while we decided to build and purchase. Continue to rent, who knows. But due to unforeseen circumstances, our big space got cut short. One thing about me, I never stay down for long. Minor setback. Hopefully, we'll have the opportunity to show you our new space. Elevator up, penthouse living, we return. Sending love, peace, and prosperity your way, loves. Life is tough, but don't give up when things happen to you. Keep pushing, realign with your purpose, and keep pushing. Hashtag blessings. Hashtag the comeback. Hashtag is always better. disjointed. But also, can I say really quick, TT Doll, thank you so much for the super chat. Um... You came in with this whole cancer thing. That was Which alarming. Is, we don't have any. We're we're not talking about that. Disappeared. You know, it disappeared. Water drying in the desert. You Brooks aired our asses. Yeah. Okay. Or airs, whatever his last name was. He's so Brooke irrelevant Ayers, yeah. at this point. And then a lot of people were giving her help because she was questioning Wendy Osefo's finances. But now we know that her husband's brother ended up taking over the businesses. Something happened, right? There's her side of the story. There's their side of the story of how they put the brother in charge and how he ousted both of them from these companies that they built. 
it's not exactly that simple. So I feel like there's a lot more to the story, but of course they're going to tell the story in a way that it benefits them and it paints them in a good light. Um, I'm just not interested anymore. I'm sending her the best. I hope that the joint chiropractic continues to thrive. I think that she has a beautiful family. You guys like having your little threesomes, like polyamorous shit. You like watching. You like inviting people in. Great for you. We don't need cameras in the room while you're doing it. Good. Just get off the show. Take uh, Robin with you and drag Jack. No, well, here's well. the thing. I mean, Tracy brought up a, a good here in the live chat. She said she could talk about the college sex scandal that Juan apparently covered up. This is the thing. If you're going to bark real loud this season and go down Karen's throat and, you know, I just be prepared next season when this is full front on everything and everyone's minds and they start coming after you because that's exactly what's going to happen if you're still on the show. Right. Friend with a tagline. Um, Johnny Tsunami, Mia is coming back because she lost everything. That's a good storyline. No, I agree. I think she'll be be back. I just don't think that we, I don't think that if you, I'll do a poll. My next poll tomorrow in the community tab will be, do we want Mia back? And then watch because every time I do a poll, it comes in with like anywhere from five to 15,000 votes. And I feel like we're doing research and development for Bravo and we get the answers that we're looking for because the Adams family always comes through. I've had six shots of espresso today, guys. I am on one. And I had a caffeine pill. That's what it was. It was a green a tea A caffeine pill. pill? Where the hell did you get that? It was a green tea Not pill. Not in this house. Oh, that's different. Okay. Yeah, it's caffeine. That's why I'm on one. Well, I feel good about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> good for you. Robin doesn't. <laughs> Neither does Mia. Who else well, did you take out this, this live today? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> All of the ex-BFFs of New Jersey. <laughs> and all of them. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Well, listen, guys. We um, have a lot more. My face is itchy, and I don't know why. I'm trying not to touch it. We have a lot more coming up this week. We have a lot of activity on Hot Messy Podcast YouTube channel. Um, I wanted to just go ahead and show you guys a few things. And like I said, it's pinned in the live chat. You guys can go check it out. But in the live chat, we have where we are going live tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, and we're going live with Emily D. Baker. Emily D. Baker is going to help break down everything that's going on with the Grizzlies because tomorrow is officially January 17th, which means they are both officially turning themselves into their own prisons. He's going for 12 years. She's going for about seven. Then they have years of probation after. This is in a bank fraud, wire fraud, tax fraud scheme. They are still trying to appeal the decisions, but I wanted to get a breakdown from Emily since she was a prosecutor for so many years in Los Angeles. What does this day look like for them? How do they anticipate? Like, what do they anticipate? What is that sort of, I guess, the whole the whole process of getting acclimated to their new lives? Because this essentially, if you think about where were you 12 years ago, I couldn't tell you where I was 12 years ago. I think I was still living in my parents' house and not wanting to do the shit that they asked me to do. But (laughs) my thing is, is 12 years is a long time. So I want to hear what you guys think. So join us in the live chat. And right after, we are dropping our interview with Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked. He also has a new show called The Jason Lee Show. If you guys just listen to podcasts, well, that podcast episode is out now on Hot Messy Podcast, but we are releasing the video version here on Up and Atom. And then, like I said, more content coming out on on Hot Messy Podcast YouTube channel. It's just going yeah, to be one, we have, um, one of one of the actors, one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims, coming on to the the show, which I'm super excited about. Super um, excited. We used to work together, and then he got this big break working for Ryan Murphy. So we're going to interview him and ask him what that experience was like working 
with with Evan, who played uh, Jeffrey Dahmer and just won a Golden Globe for it. He was playing opposite him and to see what it's like working with Brian Murphy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. Did we miss anything? We did not miss anything. All right, everyone. So happy Monday. We're wishing you the best, most beautiful week. Everyone stay safe. I'm sure there will be a lot of Bravo content coming out. And if there's not this week, then let's take a chill pill because we get Banner Pump Rules and the Real Housewives of New Jersey in less than three weeks. So get your chops ready because there's going to be lots to discuss. Love you guys so much. Thank you for all of the super chats and we will see you so very soon. Bye guys. Bye everyone. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.